Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore, it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Dayton of Dirty Sanchez. Um, this is a great chat. I've uh, I'd met Dayton before. He um, he came with Pritchard and guested on the Hardcore Listing podcast uh, that I do with Chris Glasson. And so I knew it was going to be a good chat. Um, first of all, I'd just like to do a, a thank you to Matt Stocks, um, podcaster from Life in the Stocks, also former guest of this podcast, for um, organising this and putting me back in touch with Dayton to, uh, to make this episode happen. Um, we talk all the... All the usual stuff that we uh, we like to chat on this podcast, which is great records, but we also um, obviously talk about Dayton's creative journey, uh, and and there's there's a lot of talk of of skateboarding, and the importance of skateboarding, and the community within skateboarding. So um, it's a, it's a great chat this one, um, and as well as thanking Matt Stocks, um, just big shout out to Scroobius Pip. Uh, and the Distraction Pieces Network, uh, and thanks to 76 for producing this podcast. If this is your first time listening to Off the Beaten Track, then when you've finished listening to my chat with Dane, then go and have a look in the archives because you can access chats I've had for free with uh, Fatboy Slim, Tommy Lee of Motley Crew, uh, Melanie Sierra Spice Girls. Gosh, who else? Cancer Bats, uh, Frank Carter. Um, Actors such as Maxine Peake, Amanda Abington, Joe Hartley, Michael Smiley, comedians uh, like James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Jade Adams, and yeah, Maisie Adam. There's stacks. Go and have a go and have a rummage, and I'm sure you'll find something that you will uh, like to listen to for free. Um, and if you'd like to support the podcast, I have a Patreon page. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon. Um, and over there, I put up uh, plenty of content each week, radio shows, video episodes and such. Um, and there's also a back catalogue of a couple of hundred episodes on there that have never been released to the the general public. And so you can access all of that and get all that content each week for, I think it's about 71p a week. And, uh, and it goes in the pot to kind of help with uh, the production and, and, and stuff regarding this podcast. Because fundamentally um it's a labor of love and it's um well it's it's an absolutely glorious labor of love i love doing this it's um it's been something that's been uh, a wonderful distraction and something really really good to to sort of maintain that connection with people during you know the the, the 10 11 months that we're we're currently in the thick of of uh, of this lockdown um yeah, well, I guess you can just touch in on the Patreon once more and the uh, the, the back catalogue of normal stuff as well that you can get on ACAST, Spotify and all your, your usual places. You can find out about all of this stuff at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Beat and, not beaten. Beatandtrackpodcast.com. Um, yeah, I'll see you at the end. But in the meantime, this gives me great pleasure. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Dainton of Dirty Sanchez. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Uh, joining me today via the means of Zoom. Hello, Dayton. Hello, Stu. How are you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. So we've not seen each other for maybe... It popped up on my Facebook memories um, from three years ago when you and Pritch... Um, came out to the this this very room I'm sitting in there, and 
yeah, turned up in, in, in my garden with Pritch and, and his dog and, uh, and recorded the Hardcore Listing podcast with our, our mutual friend Matt Stocks as well. We did, yes. I, I, I think I remember it vividly because um, I had to come from the Dartford Tunnel. I got... I didn't pay the, the the fee or something, and then I got a fine for the post. I didn't pay the pay the fine through the post, and then I ended up with like 180 quid fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I do remember your place because you had a cool little setup in the out in the garden in your studio. So I was like, good spot, nice, great spot. Nice. And you went? Did you just go to Rom that day? No, we didn't go to Rom. No, we didn't. No, um, I haven't been to Rom enough actually. That, yeah. that I've been there, you know, back a, a long time ago, and it's fucking. Yeah, have you listen, seen the listen. Have you seen the film, Ron Boys? Do you know what? I still haven't seen it. I yeah. still haven't seen Ron Boys. Have you Have you heard loads about it? I know it's on um, it's on YouTube and iTunes. I think to mm. to, to rent to rent. Yeah, yeah. Um, somehow I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you'll but love I'm, it. It's great. Absolutely. Is that brilliant. your era? Do you know Do you know a bunch of those boys? Is yeah. That, you know, is that yeah. your ends? Yeah. My, my my mate Steve was was heavily involved in that, and a guy that that that, that run the park as well was a pal of mine. And uh, yeah. so yeah, it was kind of yeah my, my kind of prime years when all that was going on. So it was uh, yeah, it was good times. Um, before we talk records and stuff, Dane, I'm just going to um, ask you really how you found the last ten months really because it's been it's been crazy times and. And I just wonder how you've you've dealt with it, you know, personally, and and how you've you know how it's affected you professionally. Right now, I'm going to tell you this, Stu. Right, I'm not I'm I'm, on, I'm I'm known for not being the best of speakers, and I'm known for saying things that come out ass backwards and upside down. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's nothing, you know, but um. Uh, uh, so I'll just say that before we before we go anywhere fucking further forward, because uh, um. I'm known to live in my own bubble, yeah, and shut off everything and try and just focus on shit I'm into. So I've kind of done that with with what's going on um, uh, because what can you you know what can you do like you know what can you do you've been told one thing told the next thing and then like um, you know. At the beginning, you're like, fuck me, man. This is gnarly. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, are we going to see people in the streets fucking, like, just fucking lying down and shit, just yeah. dead? And, you know, I, you know, who knows what to expect when, like, all this stuff happens, you know? Because, but um, uh, I've selfishly just put myself in a bubble, turned the noise right down and just focused on myself and, and my family and, and, um, and, and, and stuff close to home, really. Um, stuff that I've, ne- I, I've not neglected, but could have done with a bit more, um, kind of focus, you know. And what else can you do? Like, what else can you? What else can you fucking do, man? Mate, I think that's that's pretty much what what everyone's done. It's a case you, okay. you, you you can't really do anything, and and all you can do is try and make the best of of what you've got. And if you know, if you're at home with your family, then I guess most of us are, are guilty that you know time spent with family is often you know, taken for granted somewhat. And, and also, you know, everybody has busy lives and, and maybe, you know, everybody don't make as much time for, for their families as, 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 as they could. And I think these last 10 months has been that kind of point where you can sort of reflect and go, oh, do you know, I'm just, yeah. you know, I've I'm, I'm now got to spend that time with, with my family. Don't get yeah. me wrong now. I'm, we're like 11 months in now and like, <laughs> fuck me, we're sick of each other. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, can, I can imagine. So, do you know what? For, for me, selfishly, like, you know, like in my bubble, right, because I know that, you know, it's affecting me. My daughter lost her job. My, 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 my wife works in a pharmacy. Um, so she, you know, she's on the front line and dealing with all this stuff. So, you know, um, I've lost people and we, we know people that has died, you know, so there's a bigger picture there. Right. But if I zoom into like what I've had to do is turn the noise off and uh, family's one thing. And I quit drinking. Um, I quit drinking last, like, you know, I know at the end of like last year, 2019, is it? Oh, fuck knows. Whatever year we in, I don't know the beginning. Right. So because of that, I stopped drinking and I started like getting, trying to get healthy. So, and look after my diet and stuff. So mentally I became like way more focused and like, all right, cool. Just got to switch this noise off on the outside, you know, kind of just get on with it. So personally I've done really well. Um, and, and I've learned to live with such, so little. I, I'm completely, I'm like 
not materialistic. I don't, I don't want anything. You know, I, I don't have a big house. I have a small house with small bills. I haven't got fucking big cars that fucking and finances. And I haven't got a lot. I haven't got a lot of stuff. I've got really fucking small stuff. So financially, I've just like just I've learned to live with such little that on a financial front, I've just you know just been getting through it. And um, and on a on a kind of like mental front, um, I ended up I, I went out to the states right before lockdown in March, toured all over California. I went on a big skate trip with 40 Skate Co. and went out and met a bunch of skaters and made some videos and and that kind of topped up my you know topped up my good times. And then I came home as boom lockdown. So like so I was okay for a part, and then I got away during COVID. Uh, mid mid COVID, I got away to Europe and did this rally, this kind of first COVID safe rally, and um, we went started in Amsterdam and went through France into Sw- and then like Switzerland, uh, just a bunch of places in Europe. So you know, kind of like somehow I I managed to do things safely, you know, yeah. and um, I have kind of done a bit. I have done a bit, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. You feel like that's kind of like kept you sort of topped up with that connection with other people then? It yeah, it has. It has. It it's kinda of, it's kept me kinda of kept me topped up and it's given me like a view of looking outside of my own front doorstep and seeing what's actually going on in different countries. Because I mean if you're scared of if you're scared of the current situation and you listen to the news and that's all you do is kind of listen to the news and think what's next and listen and it's all this shit going on, there's so much fucking noise. It can fucking it can fuck you up and it can, you know, it can send you the wrong way, completely the fucking wrong way. So I've been around, I've looked at it, I've I've been back for London working, I've been, you know, I've been all over the place working, and I've been in a bunch of places in Europe, and I've had a good look at it, and it's given me a good perspective on how we've been marketed at with all this information, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um I'm like, I don't fuck to believe, I don't know what's going on, but I've got my thoughts on it and I'm just kind of keeping myself to myself and uh, there's enough to do. I, I, I mean, I could lose myself in many programs that create software and, and, and just learn and read books and just listen to music. And But that's good though, man. That's what, you know, that's, that's what I think, you know, getting creative in these times, you know, if you find that you've got the time to, to create and try the things that maybe you've not had time to do before, I think that's, been like one of the really good things that, that that's that's come from this this shitty situation yeah turn the fucking news off because that's 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 gonna fill you with with fear that's gonna fill you with like misinformation as well and yeah that's that in you know we all know that there's a, a fucking awful thing going on and we know what we've got to do and yeah. uh, whilst we're doing that we don't need to be staring at a news screen just being fed fear 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 because it's not going to make anyone feel any better it's just going to it's going to tip people over the edge it is and it, and it has it is you know i mean you know many group, group chats i'm in and i see I, I i kind of like i got away from, i get away from the noise by not listening to it i'll have a little check and find out like what the restrictions are now and like what you can do and what you can't do and stuff and then and then you go in a whatsapp group your mates and like a bunch of them are chatting about it and i'm just like Oh, fuck me, man. You know, like I'm just muting WhatsApp groups and, you know, trying to stay, just trying to stay away from that, yeah. from the noise. If all you got to do is just fucking, if you can, is just turn that fucking noise down and be fucking wise about what's going on. Yeah. And uh, and just try and hold, hold tight. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree and, more. And fucking, and fucking focus on yourself. You, you know what? If, if you feel like shit and, you know, you feel like you could, I don't know, you've lost shape and you feel like, I don't know, man, you've been drinking too much and your fucking brain is cupped up. Now is the fucking time to pull your shit together because you're never going to have this amount of time to focus on yourself and fucking move on from bullshit in your head than, than, than now. Yeah, absolutely. And you can either do that or you can just bury your head in fucking booze, drugs and fucking bullshit and go deeper down the fucking, down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So I've just tried to go the other way. Always an optimist. My fucking glass is always fucking half full like so, you know, anyway, I'm talking shit now, so I've had two coffees. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's talk record. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And then um, we'll pick back up on, on, on that in a bit. Um, Dane, I always start with track one, uh, which is the song with the greatest ever intro. What are you saying? Right, now, I'm going to just have to go, because there's so much fucking amazing music out there. Right? I'm just going to go to the, like, one of the one of the songs that I kind of, that got me into, say, like, uh, like music. Um, <laughs> and I got into music a little bit later, like, you know, the most kids. I lived in an estate, and I, I was just a kid that ran around fucking knocking doors and fucking nicking people's milk. I, you know, I just wasn't, I lived in the valleys. I wasn't exposed to, like... A lot of stuff when I was younger, so I think um, the first time I listened to something, I was like, "Fuck, man, this is savage." Was like uh, "Battery" by Metallica with that right. intro because yeah. it, it goes from like this kind of like acoustic intro into like fucking like right, let's fucking go. Yeah, and for me, that like shift from like minor, major, major, minor, whichever way the fuck it is, it you know, I love that shit. It just leads you in and then just fucking slaps you and off you go. So for that energy and like wolf in sheep's clothing. I love that intro. Yeah. So, yeah. so there you go. Something simple. That's a great shot as well. Um, were Metallica like a, a, a big thing for you growing up? Um, well, they were the they were the first like kind of metal genre band like I kind of listened to because a friend gave me a, I like that you know I lived up I lived up in this place in the middle of nowhere, um, not a lot going on, and I'd moved from the town where I lived in, which was kind of still tiny, to like a smaller village again. And I was into, I kind of got into like um, electro hip hop, you know, you know, um, all that before that. So, do you want me to ask, how old are you, Dane? 47. Oh, you're the same age as me then. So, um, so that would have been kind of like that electro thing, what, sort of like early to mid 80s when, you yeah. know, break dancing and graffiti and all of that all kind of exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that felt <laughs> exciting though, didn't it? Oh, fuck. So imagine, right, like I'd gone from, you know, my parents playing music, which which was fucking fantastic. But, I, you know, I, I wasn't really listening to it. I was a kid running around, probably had too much sugar, a bit ADHD, and just I just didn't really listen. I just, But when I fucking found, like, I don't know if it was like Dougie, well, we'll get onto it in a bit, like, but I got, when I, when I heard, like, that electro uh, by Street Sounds, like the Crucial Albums, I don't know. It switched the fuck. It switched something on my head, and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And you know, you could beat, you could break dance to it, you could move to it. It had scratching, beatboxing. It had like just rapping. It had everything. I'm so fresh and new. I was like, "Wow, what the fuck is this?" And how cool was the artwork? <laughs> Amazing. Like, so fucking good. I remember walking past the record shop in 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 my town, and they had all of the Street Sands like albums in the window, like one to whatever it was at the time. And I remember just thinking, "That's the." coolest looking covers i've ever seen you know yeah. there was always like i don't know if it if if, if it sort of made its way to the valleys but we had a copy of um did you ever see subway art that the, the graffiti like book 
And oh like, shit! No, I did. I did. I did I oh mate, that that was this one book that was like because you, you couldn't go on the internet and see graffiti. You know, you couldn't no. go on the internet and watch break dancing. You know, we had a bit of lino and we was all trying to do these really crap moves, like trying to do whatever we could because there was such a thirst for what was going on with you know yeah. with, with electro and break dancing and and you know hip hop um you know all of that sort of stuff and it was like any little bit you could get you just grab because it was you were starved of it you know it wasn't accessible completely so for me i lived um i i as a kid i'd like fucking no pocket money and stuff so i, I couldn't really buy anything and I, a, a friend would this guy this this one kid would come up to see his nan and granddad that lived like up the fucking up the mountain and like near me and he used to he had money and he used to buy all the tapes and i'd go around there when he'd come up on his like breaks summer breaks and stuff or like holidays um and he would have these tapes and that was the only time i got to listen to it but he would never even let me have the tape to record it he was a bit anyway you know so i would like you know completely like give him a knock can i can i listen to some of the new tunes and can i have a go in your go-kart um but for, honestly, for me, I would I would listen to like um, hip hop or you know, electro and that kind of vibe back then, and I was fucking so into it. And that was before before I found skateboarding. Yeah. And kind of what happened for me in a small space of time, like I'd moved from the town I was in, like this little village I lived in, and I was into like you know the hip hop, break dancing, b boy stuff, going out with a get a blaster, doing burns with the boys and stuff, thinking I you know lit, thinking I was like some I don't know in the Bronx or something, <laughs> and. Uh, um, and I went from that up to the valleys and, uh, and everyone listened to Frash, everyone, right? And, uh, and a friend gave me the Metallica tape, Master of Puppets, and I went, uh, so, and I was into that. As, I, mean, I could not get enough of, of, the, of the Master of Puppets album. Little Sony Walkman, free, free band graphic equalizer, nice. bass up high, mid, uh, uh, high end up high and mid down a little bit to give it like a different, like deeper tone. <laughs> And um, I would just crank that shit all day. And, and I found skateboarding right around the same time. So, you know, for me, I, I was like, fuck me. I was gifted all these kind of like amazing things, which are yeah. different cultures. And yeah, it was like, all right, fucking hell. I felt I th- I like I, I had a secret. I, I found something. I was living up there and I had all of it together. And yeah, totally saved my fucking ass. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick up on... Um discovering skateboarding um, because something something's happened recently in my house i've just been there's been amazing uh, that's come from skateboarding so i, I kind of want to uh, have that chat with you as well um but before we get on to that i'm gonna sort of stay in the formative years dane and ask you for track two the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you right i've got it written down here <laughs> So I'm going to say this, right? The first song I actually had, like, an, when you say emotional impact, do you mean, like, like pulling out heartstrings or, like... It can be, or it can be joy, it can be anger, it can yeah. be anything. Well, it was the first song I felt like, like, one, you know, like, taking crack was, like, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew, the hum, you know, with the human beatbox. Because yeah. it was, like, all these different things I'd never really heard... And it was mainstream because it was on top of the pops, and I could just see it on TV. It wasn't like because we know there was no fucking internet, was there? Yeah. And like I didn't have the luxury of buying magazines and stuff, so you know, um, I think it was that one because it was fresh, it was new, um, it it had all these different sounds in it, scratching, you know, it had Dougie Fresh beatboxing, it had everything. It was a fucking mad track, and if you listen to it now, you could say, oh, you know, whatever. But for me, that was like my first like real kind of like fuck me i need more of this shit yeah <laughs> don't you fresh and you get fresh crew like give me a break and it was like it was like when you when you saw that on top of the pops you know at that point it was all i guess the, the tail end of all the new romantic stuff and and it was all quite sort of you know i guess you know metal wasn't really on top of the pops and and the fact that this this huge new music was exploding and some of these American artists would get brought over to the UK and you'd get to see, you know, Dougie Fresh or Houdini or some of them things on top of the pops. It was fucking yeah. incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Com- controlled completely. And I think I got into it a little bit later. So, you know, wh- when I started listening to it, I had to catch up with all the... Luckily, I could catch up and it was like, boom, Beastie Boys, licensed to all. I remember getting the tape and looking at the artwork going, what the fuck is this? 
Like, yeah. what the fuck? What the fuck is this? This this artwork on the on the cover, yeah. and obviously the music inside. It was like hip hop, rock. It had like all genres on on it. You know, you know, Rick Rubin touched touched it, didn't he? Put his thing on it. Um, so so yeah. Um, what was the question again? I'm, I'm going off track. No, no, I was just asking the first song that had an emotional impact on you, yeah. and, and I mean. It, it's so weird. It doesn't matter who I speak to on this podcast. There's like 250 episodes now, Dane, and whatever background anyone's come from, at some point, the words Beastie Boys get mentioned. Like, right, okay. it's just people. The impact that band had is ridiculous. You know, mm. like you, Licence to Ill was the one where that was that was my punk. That was the most punk yeah. thing I'd ever done. We was out robbing VW signs, and, <laughs> um, you know, and it was yeah. like, that, that was, that was it. That was the closest thing that, that, you know, our generation got to punk, I think. Like, and it was Quite so that, raucous yeah. and, 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 you know, the press thought it was the most disgraceful thing ever that these free frat boys were coming over to, to the UK, you know, singing about brass monkey and girls and things like that. It was, <laughs> it was just incredible. But, um, yeah. I want to just sort of get back to you discovering skateboarding um, because just just recently, Dave, like my my um my fifteen year old daughter's had a just a really rough time at school. It's been really really like really struggled to kind of find friends and and as you know we've had days where we literally you know our school so I, you know had to have lunch on my own again today and it just you know it just breaks your heart. You know, there's nothing you can do to make your your kids friends for them. Yeah, and uh, she she got a deck, and and it's changed her fucking life. Like she's literally got a click now. She's found her tribe, and it's like it's just like it's a powerful little thing, mate. It yeah, really is. See, that's amazing, man. That that is the power of skateboarding because I think it. I know what it is about skateboarding, but it's the community around it. Is just fucking the best, you know. It can be raucous, it can be this, it can be that, but it's the most accepting, com- like community. Like I've like kind of been lucky enough to be, you know, to be to be to be involved in and to, to be a part of. Um, because you can be the sickest skateboarder, or you could just be starting and just trying to learn to like kick that, just like just push and turn. It doesn't matter. It's just like you're just out, your mates talking nonsense skip learning to skateboard and it's completely it's outside your front door you don't need loads of money to do it it's you know my daughter's in the horse riding right she was i tried to go out to skateboarding but the, the council made me take my ramp down out in the garden so she could drop in when she was four but anyway but like with horse riding there's lots of money you need someone to take you to the farm you want to do this it's just, skateboarding if you can if you've got enough money to get yourself a skateboard it's out the fucking door yeah. It's outside on the street, and there's people out there that just... I know, that's why I, I owe everything to skateboarding, personally. You know, for, for me, because, like, I learned about music, I learned about, like, certain, like just art, I learned about myself, just tons of stuff. So for your, da- for your daughter, I mean, to be... She doesn't need to be amazing to be accepted, it's because it's, it's not about that. So, yeah. so that's awesome. That's, that's, that's really cool to hear. That's, that's amazing. Um. And just saying, you know, it got, it got you into music. For, for me, there was, you know, in the early 90s, there were so many bands that I discovered through skate videos. It was like, fucking, what's that tune? And yeah. you, you wait to the end to find out what that record was. And it was like, right, okay, let's go and find out some more about them. And uh, I don't know if that was a, a thing for you as well. Like, it was just... Again, so for, for me, I, I, you know, I lived in a part of Wales where it was a small town. I moved up to a village type thing, just not many people there. And um, it was like finding another world through skateboard. And I found another, I was like, oh shit, I, like this is really what's out there. So I, I was exposed to so much stuff and music. Like I was like, oh shit, what's this, what's that? Like, you know, you couldn't search it. You could only listen, I, like, listen, to, listen to it on the, um, on the VHS tapes that you were. Yeah playing before he went to school in the morning and listening to and daydreaming about when he was in school and listening to the music in your head and thinking about the tracks until he fucking got out of school and went skateboarding again. So, so yeah, exposed to so much music through skateboarding. And, and um, yeah, it's like just most, most of my music, Stu, I got to be honest, most of my music that I'm into comes from skateboarding, yeah. from skateboarding. 
I discover I discover most of my stuff through skateboard videos. Yeah, I did. I did at least anyway at some point, you know. Well, let's 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 talk school uh, for a moment, Dane. And for track three, uh, the song reminds you of your time at school. Um, well, it's got to be uh, McGrath and Chuck Treese, Weakness. Nice. At the beginning of uh, it was the intro track to um, Public Domain with uh, the Rubber Boys. So uh, just on loop in my head, it was like the most fresh, progressive kind of like package with the skateboard and sound, and like it was all shot in black and white. Like the 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 video and the music that by Chuck and McGrath like just fucking went together like nothing else did. So for me, it was it was it was that. How did you um? How did you find school? Um. Well, I didn't re- I didn't realize that I was dyslexic until about three or four years ago. So it makes now now thinking back, I understand why I found school so difficult. So so and why I was like good at. Well, I was good at, like, say, I don't know, fucking physical education. Yeah. Was it PE or whatever? So yeah. um, so for me, I, I sucked at school. Every day, every time I went to school, I was, like, worried that I was going to get a bollocking from the teachers because I just, I, I, I just I couldn't – I was shit at English. I was fucking terrible at maths. Loved loved art. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really dig school, to be honest, but – I did have a laugh. I did have a laugh outside of the classroom. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, um, you, yeah. You touched on art and that was 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 the creative side of like the stuff you was into. Was that encouraged? No, not at all. No, no. The creative side just completely wasn't <laughs> encouraged. Yeah. Hey, listen. When I went to school, when I went to primary school. I was that slow in primary school. I don't know if they could, they, they could never get away with this shit now, but I was that school. I was that slow in primary school that they kept me back in the first year of primary school for two years, right? For me to try and learn, right? So I was in primary school for, in, in year one. I don't know why, why it would be called now, but year one in primary school from the infants. They kept me there for two years, and then I jumped from year one to year three. I missed year two, and I was really fucking confused, right? And then from yeah, I, I was gone. I, I, I'd fucking, I was lost. I had no idea. I was just blagging it. I'd fucking cheat my spellings. Um, I was just waiting to get out of school on out of the school format of like learning. I, again, in the fucking playground, fucking about with your mates. Great games, PE, no problem. Art, but the rest of it, I was just like, I felt like under pressure the whole time, and I felt, I just felt like, I don't know, just felt like something wasn't right. But I don't know. But did there you, we go. Did you have any idea what you wanted to do? Um, not one hundred percent. No, I kind of like. I think I wanted to do something with like special effects or something. Like you know, I'd watch a film on TV, like a James Bond film or something, and it'd be like some mad fucking explosions. And like, I think I was like in my head, I wouldn't mind doing something like that. But I really didn't have any idea. I just wanted to go fucking skateboarding. Yeah, and that was it. Did you think that any, you know, that there was opportunities within that? In skateboarding, no, no, not at all. No, I mean, there was, there was definitely no opportunities in skateboarding. It was just pure escapism for me. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, being the same age, I hadn't heard the word dyslexia until probably ten, fifteen years ago. It certainly wasn't a word that was ever I'd ever heard when I was at school. You know, and I don't <laughs> think, you know pupils or or teachers probably even knew what that was at that point um so you know struggling with that and you know and 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 that and that obviously sort of hindering you know your learning experience but then you also sort of said that you you know you was enjoying the the sort of the fun in the playground and stuff so with them kind of you know different sides of the story would you say you was a confident kid um I was a chopsy kid. I was like a little chopsy bastard. But I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm the man. Here I am. You know, yeah. like, I was, I, I don't even know where I was, you. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I was just a kid that just ran around like fuck, like just trying to keep myself occupied, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Until I found skateboarding. I know I go on about it, but yeah. Um, it was breakdancing and skateboarding. Until that point, I was just like, I don't know, what, what are we doing? Like, yeah. 
go and chuck a chuck a brick through someone's window, knock 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 the door like run away. I don't, <laughs> you know, I used to live in an estate, so I used to occupy myself fucking around, like you know, jumping over the garages and stuff, yeah. and I don't know, fucking down the river and just fucking climbing trees. Yeah, don't know if I was a confident kid though, Stu. Well, track four, Dane. I'm going to ask you the first song you remember buying from a record shop. Right, so I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two now, right? So the first song I actually ever bought from a record shop was from, like, Woolworths. <laughs> and um, I bought this my my stepdad at the time. Um, I bought him uh, an Eddie Grant Electric Avenue. Nice. Right? Because I kind of liked the, like, that riff in it. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really know at the time because I think I was, like, kind of that was the, underneath a little bit of that. There was, like, some sort of electro vibe. Well, obviously, Electric Avenue, yeah. yeah. I bought that for my, my stepdad. Um, but my first like record I bought from a real record shop was recommended to me by uh, this guy in, uh, it was called Apple Stump Records, little independent record store in, in the, there was two of them in my area. And uh, it was um, the Beastie Boys, some old bullshit, some old bullshit. So yeah. And I got that back and I was like, huh? I thought this was going to be like, <laughs> like, like, license, like license to, license to will. And it was fucking just flat out punk, wasn't it? Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, that's a shock. <laughs> yeah. But I fucking loved it. Yeah. You know, so it was, ha- it was a happy accident. I was expecting like more like, you know, License to Will. Yeah. And it was uh, completely different. It was pre- pre-License to Will. So, uh, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned something, that, you know, Electro and that was something completely different to, to what you was hearing at home. So just, just going back uh, uh, again to that point, was there always sort of music on at home growing up? Um. No, not really. Not that I can really remember. Um, my my dad was into Pink Floyd, and you know my dad was. Into, I say Pink Floyd. You know my dad was into all. You know that kind of. You know my dad's like into. You know that kind of era music. I would mm. say that kind of era music. I'm trying not to sound like a, like a dick here now because I, I I don't know many big long words to to string sentences together, Stu. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Not, not really. I wouldn't say no. I was never influenced by music from home. Yeah. But my mum listened to Brian Ferry and stuff like that, and there was some, you know, some cool shit that she would play. A bit yeah. of Cat Stevens, um, Genesis. My uncle would play a bit of Genesis and uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Ian Deary and the Blockheads. Come Wonderful. on, man. Me. Essex Itty Finest, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah th- so I was influenced. There we go. Um, and so uh, at which point... Um, before we get on to sort of clubbing and stuff for the next question, I just want to sort of talk about how the relationship with, with, with yourself and, and, and the other three lads uh, from Sanchez, how that kind of started to sort of solidify itself and then it becomes something where you think, wow, we've got something here. Where can we go with this? I think it was um, a friend of mine made escape. I think it was because like a friend of mine, Matthew Ryan, made skate videos um and we basically just wanted to uh i wanted to help him make a new another skate video because he, he made the one and i wanted to get into it and i was like oh let's let me help you make a skate video i'll buy a video camera blah 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 blah. so we started making pritchard versus dayton with, with pritchard and um and like a bunch of skateboarders throughout wales and the uk and it kind of really started solidifying around then, like accidentally, because me and Pritch were making the video, Pritchard versus Dayton, and, and then it just kind of, through, through that, then that's what kind of shaped and molded it into kind of, that was like the blueprint for, for Dirty Sanchez, obviously. So, um, so, yeah, it was around like 99, 1999, 2000. But... And, and I mean, as a, as, a, as a fan of, of, of skating, as a fan of, 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 of the show, like it, felt like you know from an outsider looking in that that show just fucking exploded and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you know you 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 boys were everywhere and 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 I just wonder you know as as you know coming from like pretty humble backgrounds like all of a sudden that kind of attention and interest and hype like how did you, you know, how, you mainly, like, how, how did you cope with that? Um, well, I kind of dealt with it in a few ways. So, number, like, 
firstly, right, so because of skateboarding and traveling and, and kind of like getting photos in the magazines and getting, you know, you get a bit of a name for yourself, you know, you, I was kind of used to like go to a skate park and kids are looking at you and then like, oh, blah, 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 you so-and-so and then you sign things. And I kind of used to that little bit of like minor celebrity through skateboarding. Sure. Yeah. So that was, you know, I was kind of used to that. And then I'd made Pritchard versus Dayton, which was, it was fucking like, it was big in skate, in the British skate, in skate yeah. scene. It was, it blew up. So I was kind of used to, I was used to like a little bit of that and probably a bit of an egomaniac or something because fucking being a mong when I, I don't know if I can say that word, but anyway, fuck, do you know what I mean? Anyway, you know, kind of like, but when Sanchez kicked off, you know, fucking it was like Sanchez mania. I, I kind of dealt with it in a way that I was like, well, just it's probably not going to last long. So just enjoy it. Yeah. It's kind of like a little victory for the, for the skaters that, you know, we were like, kind of like outcasted. You couldn't, couldn't get into clubs, you know, because you just look like, fuck, like we did. Yeah. And um, it went from that to just the doors are blown open. And these people that weren't letting you into the clubs are dragging you in and filling you full of booze. And you're being like literally carried on top of people's hands. And like, I mean, Stuart was, it was fucking mental. Like the fucking sickest experience, like full on mental. And how did I deal with it? I don't know. I just kind of like just enjoyed it, I suppose. I, I just didn't think it would last for long. So I thought, fuck it, while it's you, I'm going to fucking eat the shit out of it. Yeah. And uh, I just, I just completely, I took advantage of the situations that it, the places it, 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 it took me. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. You know, I, I loved it. Don't be wrong. Like, you know, it can, it can fuck with your head a little bit. But, yeah. Um, but I loved it. It was fucking great fun. Well, you, you, you touched on, um, you know, being a, being a skate rat and not being allowed into clubs to all of a sudden, you know, getting the, 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 the red rope treatment and, and, and everything laid on for you. Um, so for track five, I'm, I'm going to ask you the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. All right. Okay. So, I, I didn't go mad clubbing. You know, I, I, I did I did go clubbing in the early days, like early nineties. Um I went to a I went to a, a bunch of raves, but I didn't I kinda missed what I did, I, I kinda missed out a big chunk of everything because I just got so into skate and I, I didn't really um kind of spend too much time in that party scene until uh, quite a bit late until Sanchez came around. Yeah. But um the raves I did go to, I mean, it was like a bunch of, I suppose it was like that alternate, like early rave, gritty, like, eh, 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 you know, like that kind of yeah. aggressive, like whip to it. And I kind of love that tone. Um, you know, they're all, they raved up, they got the masks on and stuff. They, you know, before their time, you know, fucking COVID fucking masked up alternate frequency. I think it was, I got that written down there anyway. Sure. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was probably a bit, bit more that little less prodigy even though the prodigy were fucking badass it was a bit more get a bit more raw yeah bit more bit, bit more alternate for me it was definitely definitely more kind of abrasive than them kind of big chunky synth sounds they were using they were like loved it yeah still still love that fucking sound now but i mean could you see the sort of parallels with you know with you know we, we touched on electro earlier and then obviously just the the kind of escapism of of uh, and the punkness of, of skating and the culture around that. And did you, you know, did you see that that existed within, you know, what was happening with, with rave culture? I, I didn't, I, I, you know what? I didn't because, because I lived in my, I lived in my own bubble stew, like I said, <laughs> at the beginning. Um, I, but I fucking completely see all the parallels between everything now, between yeah. like, music skateboarding art you know it's fucking all the same thing to me it's all the same thing do you think that just comes with age yeah it definitely does i mean especially like if you 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 know he was gifted the kind of like shape my mind is in um yeah I, I, it definitely comes with age that you kind of realize like oh yeah shit this is all connected because you know i was just too busy having a fucking good time rather than thinking about how it all worked yeah, and you said that you've you've, you've been um, you, you, you've given up drinking a sort of year and a half ago. Has, uh, has has that kind of you know helped you to see lots of things sort of differently as well? Completely, yeah, com- com- <laughs> yeah. Myself, I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking idiot. Like Joe, I mean, I, like I, yeah, it's made me a lot more thoughtful. I, you know, I kind of, um, yeah, I think I think about 
Yeah, it's kind of out it's, it's kind of made me think about things in a way that I'm like, I kind of like, I've had to distance myself from a lot of stuff, noise, kind of people, like, you know, just kind of like, yeah, with drinking it, it kind of really has, it's, I think it's been nothing but positive. I think it's the most positive thing I've done since I started skateboarding. That's incredible. Right. Fair play, mate. But listen, Stu, I, I'll tell you this, right? It's not just the alcohol that does it. It's the fucking sugar in the alcohol. Right? If you've got a br- like the way my the way I work is if you pour sugar into me, right? My brain goes so fucking quick. It's like a bounty ball. It's bouncing around inside my head. There's tons of ideas. And I'm like, Brrrt. so what it did, I, I stopped drinking. And then obviously this, the, the sugars, I'm not drinking so much sugar. So my thoughts can de- slow down. And I, and, uh, I start, it just en- enables me to see things more clearly and make better fucking choices. So just kind of, like, aside from the, the, the booze, have you kind of cut a lot of sugar out of your diet as well then? Yeah. And have yeah. you found that that's kind of, that, that kind of racing thought process has slowed and, and given you space to kind of, you Completely. know? I, I, sugar, sugar causes a lot. I don't think a lot of people know what sugar does to you. And, I, and I'm fucking telling you this. It causes a lot of depression and, and anxiety because it's, you shouldn't have this much fucking sugar in your body. Yeah. Right? So when you're boozing... Right, when you're boozing and you're getting fucked up, you wake up the next day and you have the beer fear. Well, that's just fucking anxiety driven by fucking all the sugar that your body's just been fucking dumped into. And um, what it did is slowed slowed my my the way I thought down. And it, so it wasn't just the alcohol; it was the sugar with it. Because I stopped drinking, but then I kept on eating like shit food. And I was like six months into not drinking, I was like, fuck, I should be feeling better than this. Like for six months off drinking, and I was like, sugar. So I whip the sugar right down right and then i started noticing a fucking even bigger difference so those two together along with like 30 minutes of stretching in the morning yeah you know just breathing and stretching so you look so, yeah. you look good man you look healthy i feel well yeah i'm still mad as fuck you but I'm fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh yeah I, I had to make a decision i was like if i don't stop now right you can and i just kind of like give in to like yeah, fuck it. This is happening. Have a drink. Fuck it. I could have like, but listened to myself and go right. In ten years' time, do you want to regret not fucking stopping now? Because I was getting fatter, like more unhealthy. My joints were getting stiffer. You know, my back was fucked. Um, I had to lose a bunch of weight to start getting my, my mobility back. So obviously, I fucking love skateboarding and everything was suffering. So it had to fucking go. And it's, it's made it's made my life immeasurably better. Oh, that's great to hear, man. That's incredible. So, so, yeah, I'm not fucking preaching. I'm not preaching because I'm 47. I, I, I've had my time. I've been to the parties. I've done. I've done a lot of fucking mad shit. Yeah, but so, it's it's it, you know 47. It's it's uh, I guess you know being the same age. Don't like you, you get reflective. You start to it like it's impossible not to start assessing things. And and you know I'm I'm exactly you know probably. You know, I, I find myself having these kind of conversations with myself, especially at the beginning of lockdown. It was like I went into like fucking holiday mode. I was like, "Oh, I can have a drink tonight. Like, I ain't gonna yeah. get up tomorrow." And like, and before I knew, it, I thought I've drunk every night for like a month. And I was like, well, "I got to stop this." And like, mm. and and just trying to kind of uh, the sugar's the one. I know you're you're completely right, but yeah, it's uh, they're all of these things. I try and run every day, and like, and when I'm having a little run, I just kind of try and assess like. And just take stock of things, and and I I think lockdowns giving you that time to be reflective, and you know, and and like you say, you know, as much as you say you've got a little bubble, that's important. That you know, we all know that there's terrible fucking things going on, but you should have a take stock of your, your, yourself, and especially as you, you you're reaching, you know, your, your mid to late forties, it's like right, okay, well, I ain't fucking twenty one anymore, and I know I still think I am, but it's like, well, I can't do that anymore because like you say in 10 years time you it's so important what you just said then in 10 years time do you want to look back and think fuck i should have done something about that then like yeah. you know because because yeah. time fucking flies man it's like um, and and some of the things that this podcast it's like it's so weird like talking to people about their life and 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 kind of sort of putting putting dates to records and it's scary that i think oh yeah that come out like I don't know, about 12 years ago, and it's like, that come out 30 years ago, and you think, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, completely. Um, 
So I think, I mean, the way I look at it is like, what's the fucking harm to just say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just devote one year of fucking concentrating and not being a fuck up. You know, what fucking, what are you going to lose? Yeah. What are you going to fucking lose? So for me, if I'd have fucking, if I'd have kept drinking and then lockdown, then lockdown started, you know, and then I'm having all these stupid fucking ideas in my head and I'm getting boozed up, but I'm like, la, 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 and I'm watching the fucking news and I'm just driving myself even more fucking mad. Well, I don't know how I'd feel today and the conversation you you would have with me would be a fucking different conversation. Yeah. But I, but I just did it and, and it's, it's fucking work for me. But I I needed to do it, you know. I, need, yeah. I needed to, I needed to fucking do it. I needed to look at myself, and it's easy to do it with a clear fucking head. So so yeah, um, here Trust we are. One you, year mate. over a year de- over a year down with no booze in my fucking body. That's great, man. The sugar, the sugar though. Your sugar, act, fucking go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm talking about this shit too much now, but uh, yes. <laughs> well, let's take you back home uh, for track six, Dane, and a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Uh, well, my, well, from Wales, home county. Well, Wales is cool. We can go country. Everyone, hey, everyone I, says country. Well, if I say, yeah, okay, okay. That's my dissection. I, I thought it said country. No, 80, <laughs> 80% of the guests have gone, oh, right, country, not county. And like, so, yeah, don't worry. You're not alone uh, there. Okay, well, I was. I probably. I don't want to go down. Shit. Okay, you got me there now. I mean, I fucking absolutely love fucking Skin Red, you yeah. know, because because of the energy and Benji. Um, so I would say Skin Red, um, the track artist, yeah, and song Bruises by Skin Red from one of the early albums. I think it was the first Skin Red album. Yeah. Um, it's got everything in it. It's got like up. It's, it's, up down fucking benji's in there it's got flow it's got rhythm it's got energy the fucking it's all about the energy for me yeah. and it just gives you breathers and you could just fucking fucking light shit up with it and he's a dude right benji's a man he's such a fucking character and he's you know you know with that guy you know if you know that guy's story it's fucking it's a sick story you know yeah. and, uh, he's done really fucking well and yeah i fucking love benji and it's not because i know him you know it's not i'm not picking it because i know benji um but it's just because it's the energy from those guys bring and, and you know, and, and Benji's voice. So I could have said fucking Shirley Bassey, you know, I could have, I could have said Goldfinger, you know. That's um, a tune, you know, mate. Yeah, because I'm fucking a bit of a cinematic fucking music freak as well. Like, I love those tones. Have you heard, have you heard Bassey do Light My Fire? No, I've not, no. Oh, don't give that really? a listen. It's fucking huge. It's so grand. It's like... It's got these massive orchestral stabs, and it's like, oh, it's it's massive. It sounds like it sounds like fucking Porter said times ten. It's wow. it's, it's mental. It's so really? good, yeah. And it's got I'm, a I'm gonna, proper groove as well. I'm all, when, when we when we finish this, I'm straight on to that shit. Yeah. Let me tell. Yeah, you'll love it, mate. You'll Thank love you. it. Thank you. Thanks for the hookup. Um, okay, so for the last track, uh, I'm going to ask you to uh, recommend a song that you think a lot of people might not know that you'd hmm. want them to check out? So I'm going to pick a, a, a band called And Yet It Moves, right? This art, uh, so um, it's a... Uh, sorry, I could fucking get my words together. It's a track called Ketamine Mama by, by And Yet It Moves, okay? It's, it's, no, it's 11 minutes long, all right? Um, Dale Barkley was the front man of the band. He passed away about two and a half years ago. Rest in peace, Dale. Um, and my friend did the music video for it, and it's fucking. Everyone needs to fucking listen to it. What what, yeah. what can people expect from it? What sort of thing is it, Dane? I don't think they're going to expect. Well, they what can they expect from it? A fucking journey. I mean, like just literally, it's just energy. Fucking. This is this is, this is the problem. I can't fucking speak properly, so I'm just going. <laughs> I don't know. It's not many that that. Ketamine Mama is it's a fucking powerful piece of music by those guys. And um, I fucking, I, I just say, if you can, it's not on Spotify. I think it's on, it's on YouTube. So get it off YouTube. It's link them to the video. And uh, yeah, trust me. If you, oh. if, if you, if you are fucking into music, well, we, put, track. we put a playlist together um, 
with all the tracks that we've spoke about today so people can go and check them all out and I'll ensure that I put the the YouTube link into uh, the bio as well so people can go and check that out. Mm. Um, Dane, as we sort of find ourselves, you know, entering a new year, we've, we've you know, we're recording this at the, the tail end of January and, and you know, I guess we're all hoping that this year will will start to sort of unfold with a lot more sort of positivity and freedom and opportunities to, you know, reconnect with each other physically, you know, yeah. and uh, be able to hug your pals and stuff. Um, what are you looking forward to, you know, hopefully coming from this year personally and what's coming up professionally? I mean, I'm looking forward to like this booting the fucking doors off the fucking off, 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 off the local like music venue and just running through screaming my fucking head off my mates going fucking come on just fucking <laughs> with the music pumping out and just energy and people yeah. fucking just moving and just fucking celebrating I'm, I, I cannot fucking wait for that it's so, going to be twofold though I think like the bands are going to be so desperate to just play their fucking hearts out and the, yep. what the crowd give back is going to be like something these bands have never experienced before I think it's just going to be yeah incredible oh man it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a fucking moment I'm telling you it's gonna be it's gonna be a moment and, and I you know I can't wait for that to come back and if it's in six months if it's in 12 months if it's in fucking 18 months if it's in fucking two years when it comes back it's fucking game on so I you know I just can't wait for that um so yeah, um, and then like uh, the other part of the question is like, so I've been we've had since since lockdown and having a bit more time to like kind of do things. Um, myself and the boys and Matt Stocks got together and we produced a just the Sanchez stories. So it was in two volumes, so it's like a hybrid podcast hosted by Matt Stocks, who's you know like one of the best fucking interviewers I've ever He's had the the, the pleasure to. Yeah, he knows his shit, and you know he's in he's into all the right things. So he's asking all the right fucking questions, isn't he? You know, and he likes hearing the fucking bad shit. So there's no you know there's no no stone unturned sure. with Matt. So we did this two part hybrid podcast, which is available for download. Part one's out now, and it's on DirtyShanties.co.uk, and um, part two is out mid February. So um, so we put that together like for the fans because obviously when MTV pulled the plug they just pulled the plug you know there's no like last show to say like our luck is coming to an end because we did seven seasons six seasons in a movie yeah so it's kind of nice to be able to finally get the because i got the domain because mtv let the domain lapse and i went in and bought dirty sanchez.co.uk because obviously we are dirty sanchez yeah um even though they trademarked it and uh joyce came up with the name getting that in because i'm a little kid and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's a little, it's a little personal win. So we put in content on our own website, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting part two out. And part one was fucking great. It was like group therapy, almost. Yeah. First time in a room, first time in a room, first time on camera, in first time on camera in a room together in in just over ten years. And did you feel like you know the the, the fact that when you said like MTV pulled the plug? Uh, and, and that was kind of, you know, it. Do, doing this with, with with the four of you, does it feel like there's an element of like kind of closure there that you can sort of, you know, tell the stories you want it told? Completely. Because it was fucking rude to just, you know, when we started Sanchez, we didn't think about a fan base. We weren't, it wasn't a business. It wasn't a fucking business strategy. We weren't put together by someone you know, we didn't try and get to the place where we got to on purpose. It was like made a skate video, it blew up, and then we ended up being on this fucking TV show in sixty nine countries around the world. So, um, to be able, so when they pulled the plug, and it was like not even like it's no more Sanchez. It just felt like being able to like have control and put something back out there for the fans, and even if it's just in the format it is, and to be able to tell the story. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a. It feels really good to be able to do that, and we we have done it. And so yeah, I'm pretty fucking stoked. And it, it's just yeah, I mean, even if we're not doing anything, and we're not like fucking stapling each other's dicks to tables, or like you know, Pancho's having a lipo like a fucking liposuction fat fucking drinking contest or whatever. Um, in that room, the you know the way we work together, it's just um, we're just 
fucking bastards to each other, aren't we? And it's just good fun, good banter, good friends, and the most fucking mental, epic, incredible times. So, well, you know, we've got this little hybrid podcast out, and it's, it was fucking, it's been great to be able to put it out there. And people can go and get that at dirtysanchez.co.uk. Yeah, yeah, dirtysanchez.co.uk. Um, yeah, that's on it. There's not much on it at the moment, but obviously, I've got like so much footage that I've. I shot all. The, I shot a lot of the stuff that yeah. MTV used in the show. So, like, o- over the course of time, I'm going to be just putting stuff up there on the website for free. The two podcasts that you know you can rent or download it at the moment. So, um, but yeah, it's just a great platform to finally have a bit of control and put it back out there because it feels it's, it sucks, doesn't it? That you're just like shut down. Yeah, you shut down with no explanation. It just from our standpoint. We grew up, there was a fan base there that loved the show, and a lot of people say that it was funny to help them through bad times. It, it, it just, you know, was a pure form of escapism, just a bunch of boys being dickheads and kind of relatable, I suppose, because we weren't groomed fucking celebrities or, like, people that were just polished into this place. Totally relatable, on the level, just a bunch of guys I want to fuck about. And, um, and, 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 yeah, that's what it kind of still is, really. And it's the joy, it's, it's the joy of laughter, because... Yous were laughing, and as much as people were laughing at the fucking crazy shit you were doing, people were laughing at yous laughing. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it, it was so fucking funny hearing yous, like, pissing your pants. It's just yeah. infectious, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what we need, more fucking laughter. Absolutely. More laughter. That's the kind of noise we want, man. That's, that's, that's the only fucking noise, isn't it, you know? Totally. So, uh... Dane, it's been an absolute pleasure today, mate. Thanks loads for your time, man. Man, thanks for thanks for having this uh, this Valley Boy on the show. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to tell, sh- stoked to share some like little insights on uh, on uh, yeah, just the, the past and, and the present and the future. Lovely, thanks loads. I'm making man. it all up. I'm making it all up as I go along. I have no idea what's going to come out with that next, but thanks for having me on, dude. All right. Oh, my absolute pleasure. There you go. There's something special about that skateboarding mindset and community it's uh i love it and you know i've often spoke about the the community you know within podcasting and other podcasters and that kind of mutual respect and understanding and never more defined than than with that skateboard community it's uh it's a wonderful wonderful thing and uh and thanks loads to dane for for giving up his time and, and having a chat with me um i hope you've got as much pleasure out of listening as i did having that chat once again thanks to matt stocks uh from life in the stocks podcast for reconnecting um us and and helping facilitate this this recording um i'm back next time in the meantime why not go and have a rummage in the archives there's 250 episodes to be enjoyed for free so go and get stuck in and uh and yeah enjoy them i'm on all the socials so if you do see off the beaten track on there then yeah please give us a like love share retweet you know all the usual gubbins um on itunes if you listen please subscribe that really helps and and if you want to leave a comment that's even better it it all helps to kind of get the word out there other than that just go and knock on your neighbor's doors and go uh, all right uh, off the beaten track podcast stick it on it'll change your life um all right well i'm back next time thanks ever so much for listening and uh and yeah take care see you soon bye-bye I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year, and they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music, and they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable, and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairware Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. 
and they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out, because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast, and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done, is they've given you 15% off. So, if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code, Beat 15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk, official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with him. 